Hi, everybody. My name is Hafa Lombardino, and this is Translation Confessional. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mergers and Acquisitions in Translation. For the past couple of episodes, I talked about our interactions with clients. I touched on the subject of providing good customer service and the issues we face when clients get in the way while we're trying to help them. I also went through the pros and cons of working with translation agencies. In this episode, I wanted to talk about how our workflow may be disrupted as companies go through mergers and acquisitions. I'm not sure if you've ever been impacted by this in your freelancing career, but we've seen a wave of mergers and acquisitions in the translation world lately. Several small agencies I worked with 10, 15 years ago were bought out by larger companies. Some of them ended up becoming huge conglomerates in the language industry. Some would say that it's a natural consequence of how businesses have evolved since the dot-com boom in the mid-1990s and early 2000s. This doesn't happen only in the language industry. It's always the same story, regardless of the business segment. A startup company finds its place in the sun, gets the attention of a large company, and soon gets acquired by it. Some small agencies get to keep their current name, but you soon start to notice something new in their email signatures. Agency ABC, a branch of company XYZ. Other times, the smaller fish just gets swallowed by the big sharks and these companies cease to exist completely. That's especially true when a startup has some innovative system or technology that a larger company gets to acquire, relabel, and start implementing as their own. It could also happen to boutique translation agencies that are dedicated to a niche market, so their client portfolio is very appealing, and a larger translation agency comes in to absorb the clientele and grow their reach in that given specialization. Here's a little side note. My small translation business, Word Awareness, periodically receives emails from business brokers wondering if I'm interested in selling my company and or if I've planned for my exit from the language industry. I always find these cold emails so weird. Maybe that cover letter template applies to language companies that were created by non-translators, meaning that the owner of the company is not the language person providing the actual service, so they could easily be replaced. 
Someone else could then come in and take over the company, but things would pretty much stay the same as far as who's actually doing the job so that end clients can continue to benefit from such service. The thing is, for most of us language freelancers who are running our own business, our small translation companies are like a store whose space and inventory can be sold to someone else as the original owner walks away. Our small translation companies are run by us, the actual people providing professional services. Without us, what would the new owner have? Access to our client portfolio, legacy files, translation memories, glossaries? How useful would all this be to someone new coming in without the actual knowledge, the language expertise that we get to provide to our clients? Well, these are rhetorical questions, really. I don't waste my time trying to explain to these clueless business brokers how small language companies are run. I just giggle, delete their email, and move on with my day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, seeing our agency clients put up an under new management sign has become commonplace in our industry. As translators, there's nothing we can do about it, even when we know that some big sharks are in it just for the profit they make while charging the end client a lot and paying translators very little. As much as we'd like to change that reality and warn end clients about the bad practices these large translation companies may have in place, we are actually powerless. Freelancers are David. Language corporations are Goliath. However, there are a couple of things we can keep in mind as freelancers and small business owners so we don't get caught up in this game of mergers and acquisitions and can avoid falling through the cracks as our agency clients seem to be playing musical chairs. Let's brainstorm these ideas after the break. I'm sure you've heard that Audible is the leading library for audiobooks, right? But have you given it a try yet? There are literally hundreds of thousands of titles you can choose from, and you'll be saving tons of money if you sign up for a premium account. For $14.99 a month, you get one credit to download any book you want, whose price tag is usually around 20 bucks or so. Right there, you'd be saving money and keeping up with your book addiction at the same time. They have books in different languages too. And some classics are for free, so you don't have to apply your monthly credit to it. You just download the audiobook and enjoy it. 
And that goes without saying that they have some exclusive content read by incredible actors. So if you close your eyes, it really feels like you're at a theater listening to a play on stage. On top of that, you can also check out the latest trending podcasts. And yes, you can listen to Translation Confessional on Audible too. If you're not yet sure whether Audible is right for you, I dare you to give it a try. Get a 30-day trial and enjoy your first book for free. But I bet you get hooked on it and add audiobooks to your routine. Make sure you use the link in this episode's description so they'll know Translation Confessional sent you their way. Then come back to me and let me know what books you're listening to. I hope you enjoy it. As translators, we must take a proactive stance when it comes to watching our clients closely. If a translation agency we've been working with is acquired by another company, there's no guarantee that the project managers we're used to working with will remain at their job. Having said that, it's important that we keep tabs on our client's team in order to ensure a long-term relationship after their company goes through any kind of reorganization. When you first hear about how one of your agency clients is changing ownership, it's a good idea to reach out to the project managers you're familiar with to see if there's a general email address you can keep in your contacts in case all of these changes end up disrupting your communication somehow. That's often what happens when project managers are assigned their own company email address because if you try to reach out to the translation agency after you haven't heard from them in 3, 6, 12 months, odds are that same project manager may no longer be working at the company and your message will be lost in the matrix. I lost count of how many times I've name-dropped someone when I start working with a new project manager, especially in those cases when it feels like I'm training them myself because they didn't bother to pay attention to their onboarding training. And then I find out that the project manager I used to work with is no longer there. Some companies don't even bother to deactivate old email addresses. So if you write to a project manager who's quit their job, you won't even get a mailer demon in your box. And that's demon as in D-E-A-M-O-N to indicate a failed delivery by email. Still, it should be a demon, D-E-M-O-N, because only clients from hell would do such a thing and not deactivate email addresses. Anyway, in order to make sure that your client outreach efforts aren't in vain, See if you can get a hold of that one general email address that will always be monitored by someone, no matter how often project managers go through the revolving door. Another thing you can do is resist the pressure to lower your rates because of outside forces. I've noticed that some of these big sharks acquired boutique translation agencies and, despite reporting record profits each year, They had the goal to request that the freelancers they so-called absorbed after the acquisition 
lower their rates if they wanted to keep getting work assigned to them. Can you believe it? And that's why I always tell students, mentees, and consulting clients that they cannot put all their eggs in a single basket. Today, you may be working with a great boutique translation agency that keeps you busy and assigns interesting projects to you. Tomorrow, that same agency may be bought out and you'll be left out in the cold. So don't depend on a very small handful of clients to keep a steady workflow. Diversify your client portfolio and you won't take such a hard blow if one of your clients goes off the rails. Last but not least, you can also diversify your services as an attempt to avoid disruptions whenever there's a merger and acquisition involving one of your clients. If you can't provide different language-related services, odds are you can diversify your client portfolio much more easily. If you need inspiration on how to diversify your services, check out this episode's description for a link to a free webinar recording that covers several diversification ideas. Send me an email at rlombardino at wordawareness.com or leave a voice message on my anchor page. If I get enough feedback and voice messages, I can go back to the subject and post a special podcast episode with everyone's opinion on this very same theme. By the way, my anchor page is anchor.fm slash translation dash confessional. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes and subscribe to Translation Confessional through your favorite podcast app.